Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of The Gays Are Revolting is brought to you by Gale. Gale is a gay ale made with a nod to our community's sense of pride and self-expression. At a time when our community needs it most, and the great thing about Gale is that they donate a percentage of profits back to the community. Visit galebev.com.au and use code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout for 10% off. That's galebev.com.au and use the code GAYSREVOLTING at the checkout. The Gays Are Revolting is supported by supersimplecards.com. Bring back the joy of card giving. Order a pack of greeting cards from supersimplecards.com with 10% off your entire order when you use the code GAYSREVOLTING at checkout. And remember, cards are a nice addition to your shit gift. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, your definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And so we're back again. Hello. Welcome. And we're joined by our regular hosts. So first up, I've got Thomas Jaspers, (laughs) who is a professional celebrity best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love it. Our next host is Kyle, who joins us all the way from South Africa. Here we go. Which, funnily enough, is about the same distance as the distance between his eyes. Oh. Oh. I see what you did there. I also see what you did over here. Oh, <laughs> bitch. I'm so happy to have Mikey after his unfortunate banjo snapping incident <laughs> at Wet on Wellington after oh. being fucked with ammo instead of Lou. Oh, hi. <laughs> And then, of course, there's oh. just me. Plain old you. <laughs> regular plain. Boring old Luke. Hello, Luke. How are you, darling? Yeah, I'm good. Have you had a good time? I'm very happy to see Mikey back. Oh, what, nice. a, what are we, chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I mean, Mikey's great, but, like, come on. Hi. <laughs> but it's nice to have us all back. Yeah. It's a bit of a family the the crew. Yay. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in forever because I literally It's haven't. been two whole weeks. <laughs> we saw you on Monday. <laughs> you did come to Granny Bingo. We, yeah. Granny Bingo is so much fun i am so sold on it i'm coming to like every single granny bingo. thank you yeah, it's amazing i've never laughed so hard my body hurt in front of a crowd of people i, did, and it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I read you and kyle and mikey very kindly came come to come along yeah. luke what were you doing on my 
Friday night. <laughs> yes. I was about. I was real cut because I was only about ten minutes away. What's good, Miley? I, yeah, but wow. I finished work real late. I've been really busy at work. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. And I look forward to one day supporting you if you ever manage to do anything with your life. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be waiting. <laughs> I have an embarrassing sex story to tell you, which is yes. probably not a huge surprise because it happens to me all the time. This never happened But this, this happened to me between the last two podcast recordings. Yeah. So I had a guy over from Grindr. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he, I was getting ready and I was like, checked the sex drawer to make sure the lube and everything was there. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I bought a bottle of lube from a sex shop and it came with some free cock rings. And years ago, I tried to put one on, but it was, it was you know, those rubber ones? They're oh, like hard yeah. rubber. And it was too small. And I'm not saying I have like a massive cock or whatever. We've already discussed that. These must have been from like the kids' section at the sex shop or something like that. It was a very small cock ring. So I'd just been sitting in my drawer and this guy was on his way over and I saw it sitting there and I thought, you know, I either have to use it or throw them out. So I'm going to give it one more crack. Yeah. So before he came over, I like stretched the fuck out of this thing and mm. got my dick and balls into it, put it on, put my pants on. Guy came over. Mm. So he's making out and doing lots of stuff and he goes down. He's like, oh, cock ring, hot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, we start fucking and then it started really hurting. And I was like, just keep going. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then it started like cutting into my skin. Oh, and I was no, like, Jesus. I had to stop. And I was like, I'm sorry, I've got to stop. This is actually the, the first time I've worn this cock ring. It's really hurting, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, that's okay. I was like, I'll just go to the bathroom and take it off. So I went to the bathroom. But yeah. the point of a cock ring is it doesn't come off once well, no, you're hard. hard. Like, like, it's on. It's like- on, yeah. <laughs> so I was like trying to get it down. And so I'm in the bathroom with soap and stuff. And I started making like these sounds trying oh, to get it off. Gosh. And so he comes in from the bedroom. He's like, is everything okay? And I've got tears in my eyes from the pain. Oh, like it was no. red raw around the base of my cock. So he's like, oh, here, let me help you. So then he's trying to pull it off and I'm like no every time you touch my dick it makes it harder and that makes it hurt <laughs> so we were like I was like we've got to get scissors so oh. we ran down to the kitchen think of my housemates went home we ran down to the kitchen oh, no. and he's lying on the ground while I'm screaming and he's trying to like get the scissors underneath oh, this is some final destination under, shit under my gooch trying to like snip the thing oh and then God. finally like gets the one blade under the oh. between the skin and the cock ring and snips it and snips my ball sack oh, so there was blood and tears. Why? And, yeah. Why? <laughs> did you keep sorry, having you, Sorry you asked. No. no. So we definitely did <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. But I will say, he has messaged since. Oh, yeah. And as soon Tom. as the, the, the panthen takes it, does its job, I'll uh, call so him So if someone asks you now, are you cut or uncut? <laughs> <laughs> cut in the wrong spot, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter where. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. There's nothing um, like a blood pact. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, as, as, as you know all as about. I know all. Your banjo strap. <laughs> Okay, so back in the news this week has been the seventh archangel of gayness. (laughs) (laughs) You know, our queen Beyonce. Yeah. It was a cover of the September issue of Vogue just recently. I find a bit weird how we have this sort of adoration of female pop stars. And I'm totally guilty of it. I Mm -hmm. constantly tweet about Charlie XCX and bring her up or try to slip lyrics of her songs (laughs) into conversation on a daily basis. But Beyonce has been everywhere this week. Have you guys read the article? Yes. Yes. Incredible. Like, the photos are incredible. The, photos the entire were interview was incredible. I was just, oh, I love it so much. The reason why the article and the cover's been getting a lot of attention is because not only is it one of a like a very rare interview opportunity mm. with Beyonce, but it's also the first POC photographer that's ever had yes. a photo shoot on the cover of Vogue in the history of Vogue. Yeah. 
and he's great. He's done stuff with Solange, who is mm. my Beyonce. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's the difference. <laughs> is Solange yeah. the older sister or younger? Younger. Yeah, younger. She yeah. beat the shit out of Jay Z. Hey. Please, I just remember her. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Video footage, yeah. yeah. But in an interview once, she said she wanted to be like a black Bjork, and yeah. that is yeah. that's, that's just cool. like that's yeah. all in my boxes. All yeah, <laughs> but like not only is it a black photographer, but the fact that there is a black woman on this September issue yeah. of mm. Vogue, like mm-hmm. it is the most coveted issue every year. What's our thoughts on Beyonce? Who's a fan? I'm a big old fan. Yeah, who's part of the beehive? She's done amazing things for the black community, and not only the black community, but for women as well. Like, within pop culture, within Mm. music, like, she just has really paved the way for R&B artists, for pop artists, who aren't getting sort of the forefront as... I guess other white artists are and like she's setting the stage like it, it's incredible mm. to watch I love it the thing I will say is that I think it's borderline homophobic that Lemonade is not <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> oh. and I hate her for that she's done incredible things she's an amazing performer I've seen her live as a gay icon I'm just kind of like eh I don't know. If I like my gay icons having personality and being able to talk and I want to see them doing crazy shit at gay bars and stuff like that as a surprise. And I'm so glad that people have found her inspiring and, and that women and people of colour connect with her and find her inspiring, basically. Mm. Um, but I just think she talks a lot of shit. And uh, <laughs> at this interview, okay. there's a sentence that I just fucking loved. Like, it made no <laughs> sense whatsoever. And the whole maybe article- Maybe because you're white. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Let's read it. Let's read it. And you tell me- Stop poking you, the bear. The whole article is about her trying to um, talk about how, you know, she wants to inspire the everyday person. And, like, I'm here for people that have it hard. And they asked her about freedom. And she said, I don't like too much structure. I like to be free. I'm not alive unless I'm creating something. I'm not happy if I'm not creating, if I'm not dreaming, if I'm not creating a dream and making it all into something real. I'm not happy if I'm not improving, evolving, moving forward, inspiring, teaching and learning. Fucking tell that to a nurse that's doing a night shift. Like, fuck off. <laughs> We don't all have the option yeah. of being free with no structure, which the rest of the entire interview is basically about. Mm-hmm. But I still love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to become wildly unpopular. I cannot <laughs> fucking stand Beyonce. Really? Yeah. Not at all. She is, not even I music? read that article. I was just like rolling my eyes because she just does not sound like a human being. Like she is just. It's very manufactured. It is so exhausting how mm. she's so idolized by gay mm. people. I don't care. Fight me. Come for me. I don't care. Yeah. Like I like old school Beyonce. Like when she's Destiny Child when she first came out and everything. But now she's just so caught up in herself, so self-righteous. Yeah. She has like a full-on God complex and I just can't with her. Like she... Yeah, I can see why the gays love her shows yeah, and her songs. I can, and stuff. But it's like, camp, ugh. it's fabulous. But personality-wise, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get anything from oh, her. Oh, she's know. much personality. I think that's I where, for me personally, that's where race comes into play. Yeah. A lot of the time with a lot of white people, they are given the freedom to be whoever the fuck they want. Yeah. Whereas with black people, there's always this sort of veil that has to be put over them because they're black. If you act in a certain way, it's not okay. But if a white person acts a certain way, it is okay and it is expected. Whereas with black people, you sort of, you just have to be a certain type of presence. Yeah. And that's where mm. I think that she hasn't been able to let go as much. And also because she is such a, like a role model for younger black people. Yeah. And she is paving the way for them at the same time. She's sort of allowing for them 
to do what all these other artists are doing now because, unfortunately, race is the issue. I mean, I get what you're saying with race being the issue and and I absolutely agree that she's totally paving the way. But whether you're black or white or anything, yeah. if you don't have a personality, I'm just not exactly. that interested in you yeah. as a personality. Oh, I can so, still yeah, like your yeah. music and your shows and your... I mean, she was wonderful in yeah. Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I just want to bring that up because everyone yeah. forgets that she was um, Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, she, was and she was actually she was fucking great. amazing in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her showmanship and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But if you're going to ask me whether I love her as a personality, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I know what her personality is yeah. because I... I don't get to see that she's very reserved and sometimes I feel like she's doing that to make sure she doesn't offend anyone like she and I think that's money driven which is fine like lots of people are I think it's a personality that people of colour recognise mm-hmm. and understand because we've done it, which is where we are part of a machine that we're not welcoming. And we got to put on the suit you and we've got to edit yourself. Yeah. And when we see someone like Beyonce doing so well and sort of getting complete creative control over a Vogue article oh, and then yeah. just spouting pretentious bullshit in it, we're like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, <you know> what? <laughs> yes. I mean, really? Because yeah. when I see white people doing that, I'm embarrassed, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, like, this is exactly yeah. what's wrong with white. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. She's really but talented that's the system, and beautiful. And that's what's shut us down for for centuries. So you, you want to see someone else that you relate to doing that? To doing that and being successful and having more money and still mm. being a creative artist, like. What I actually like about Beyonce and Lemonade in particular is, like, there's a track written by Jack White on there. Mm. It's not what you expect from a Beyonce album. It's not all, like, her playing into some ghetto stereotype. She's making the music that she wants to make. She's releasing it however the fuck she wants to release it. Yeah, but we're talking about two different things. You're talking about Beyonce's art, which I love, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about this article, which to me is supposed to be Beyonce's personality, which is a scripted, written, She's written her answers. This is what I want to release about my personality. I think in a way her empire, like her business empire is part of her art. Mm-hmm. And it's what a lot of fans Interesting, yeah. connect to with her. And she does, like it's toned back a lot, but you can see a video of her talking about loving dolphins or whales or whatever. <laughs> just like borderline stoned and it's Oh, yeah. isn't that Destiny's Child? And they're all like completely yeah, yeah, stoned and just like so out of it. Yeah. It's hilarious. But to see a person of colour just own it and be able to, yeah, get creative control I think is part of what she does as an artist. And like how you feel Mm. about that article is how we feel about a lot of white stuff that's put out there. Yeah, but like, I feel the same way about the white side. Like, yeah, I don't like yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. that doesn't have any personality, okay. whether they're white or yeah. not white. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in- Regardless. Uh, and you and I have yeah, talked yeah. about the divas that we like. In fact, I would love to open oh, and yes. talk about <laughs> our favourite divas. But that's like, I yeah, haven't really okay. connected with anyone that's been considered a gay icon, except for Adele, personality-wise, since like the Bette Midler era. Yes. Because they did actually say what they lo- wanted to say and they could get away with it at the yeah. time. And now I feel like everyone's so manufactured that I just mm-hmm. can't connect in that same way okay. that I connect to the old divas. Mm-hmm. Who is, out of interest, who is everyone's, like, if you dig down into your brain, yeah. who's your favourite gay icon diva? We've spoken about this. Yeah, I, I think uh, we're on the same page. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. So, <laughs> so, like, so I, have a, I have, like, an old school and a current. Just, but if you had to but just pick one, so say only one, one ever existed. One and only, it would be Bette Midler. Absolutely. Bette Midler, yeah, same. Like, the most incredible, like, oh. Amazing. Yeah. Beaches. Fucking oh, amazing! Beaches, my favorite <laughs> video film. clip. Here is something oh. I'm going to tell. This is there's no joke or punchline. There's no, nothing funny about this. But my 
Jack and I have spoken about it, and I want all our listeners to do this. On YouTube, a few years ago, a video surfaced. And so, Bette Midler got famous from performing in the um, bathhouses in New York before mm. the HIV epidemic, and they got all, all the bathhouses got shut down. But they used to have theatres. Like, they were massive underground yeah. complexes, and they had theatres and stuff like that. And Bette Midler got famous because she was this ugly girl from Hawaii mm. that moved to New York with a couple of bucks and some gay friends that got her a gig in a gay sauna. And a video has been uncovered. It's in black and white. It's grainy. And it's Bette Midler coked off her face, performing in a gay sauna. You can see all the gays sitting in front of her in their yeah. towels. Barry Manilow is on the piano because yes. they were best friends before they got famous and they had a massive falling out. And it is an hour of the most incredible vocals. Yeah. And then when she finishes a song and she starts talking to the microphone, she's so coked off her face. <laughs> she like You can barely understand what she's saying. But as soon as that music starts, she is on yeah. fire. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I have like a specific gay... You have to have a... Who's I like, I like a lot of like, uh, Who's the one you like- always go to that you're just like, yes. Oh, camp. Wow. I want something camp. I'm going, okay, I love here, Marina and the Diamonds. The Marina and the Diamonds. So cool. No, I, I do love Marina the Yeah, she's really like, cool. Like, beautiful voice. And I love her like, lovely sound. I have a couple, because what I find interesting about these divas and gay icons is like what makes them gay icons if they're not actively involved in the gay scene. But mm-hmm. there are specific ones we hold on to yeah. and have welcomed into our community, including Beyonce, which I'm just going to say, ha- yeah. like from my knowledge, mm-hmm. hasn't done a lot for the gay community. No, no. But mine's always been Björk. And I think the things that the gay community holds on to about her is just being an outsider. Mm, yeah. She's amazing. Not fitting into the norms of what music was doing or popular culture, but also more recently is like the people that she works with, her producers, mm. Arca, are like all LGBT aligned people that wouldn't necessarily get the exposure that they do. So her designers, her photographers, the producers, and I think being young and a bit of a weirdo, she sort of became my- She is amazing. Love That's her. a good choice. Well Just done. Correct. Yeah. 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 Ten points to Gryffindor. Kyle, Kyle failed. You failed. Doctor. Oh, wait. Luke, you've got a Rihanna's cool. B+. I like Rihanna. <laughs> Mikey, you've done very well. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank this you. Is, I feel very attacked. <laughs> My only real Beyonce story is one of the worst dates I've ever gone on. <laughs> and I feel really bad if this guy listens to it. But it was a first date and it was a grinder hookup and we met up and within five minutes somehow Beyonce came up. Yeah. And it was right after the self-titled album had dropped Mm -hmm. the like surprise release and we sat there and he went through every track he did a track by track analysis with me and explained the visuals because it was a visual album with music videos visually described what happened in the music videos oh my god what the meanings were behind that and why it all summed up into like this great artistic Mm. that's exactly what would happen to me if you went on a date with me and I started talking about the 1990s ABC TV show sea change yeah it was so bad but i was so wasted by the end of it because it went for like yeah you know, yeah two hours yeah like, where i didn't get to talk mm. but it was also the nicest person oh. i've ever been on a date on, oh. and also the only date horror story that doesn't end with me saying and then i dated him for two years bled on him either way 
So I was surfing the net as I usually do pretty much every day, as usual. <laughs> um, looking for porn, but looking, accidentally you know, stumbled across like, something else. Interesting article. <laughs> and I came across this term that I was confused about, that gay men have started labelling themselves mm-hmm. as androphiles. Androphiles. I just didn't understand what the term was at all, and so I looked it up. And it's a way that more, I guess, masculine presenting men are describing themselves because they don't want to describe themselves as gay. Because they feel the way that gay people in the LGBT community have a certain, like, way they have to be, like, flamboyant or over the top. It's sort of like they're repackaging that whole, like, phase where people are doing, like, their mask for mask or, like, straight acting thing. Yeah. And, like, it's really irking me because it's like, why are we going through this again? Mm -hmm. These are the guys (laughs) that have blocked me on Grindr for (laughs) millennia. I know them very well. Mm -hmm. I don't get Androphile sounds like something you learn about in science class. Sounds like a robot. So I looked up what the meaning of it was. So it's like andro is taken from the Greek word to describe like man and then file to describe the word love. And so it's like man love. I get that. But then I looked into it a little bit more and it's a lot more like right wing people that are using it Mm -hmm. because they feel like the left wing people using the word gay like now that we've reclaimed the word queer as well, how it used to be used in such a derogatory term, they're feeling like the word gay has been reclaimed and Can, it has to be like used in a certain way. I feel a bit embarrassed asking this, but I don't fully understand the term queer now because I, I'm hearing it more and more. And I hear people describing things as queer and everything. So is the word gay kind of phasing out and queer taking over? Like, as like what is the difference? Like, because gay started becoming an umbrella term. Yeah. Whereas... So now queer is a more queer general is term? More of a general general term so of like how you, hey, you identify clear, you may still be straight that, yeah, absolutely. Like, so, like, I know plenty of straight people who identify as queer. Because I've heard people saying, oh, they're very queer. Does that just mean that they're supportive of, like, gay people? I wouldn't say supportive, or, but yeah. I think it's just the way that they uh, yeah, identify it's a as a person. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where you sort of, I guess, need to meet more people who do identify as yeah. that and sort of get their point of view of how they're identifying. Because a few of my friends that are straight but still identify as queer, they consider themselves a part of the LGBTQIA community, but they are still having relationships with people of the opposite sex. Okay. I think queer has stronger connotations to being non-binary. Yeah. Okay. It's more to do with your sexual identity as well. Right. Yeah. In conjunction with your... Okay. Because, yeah, I've been a bit confused about that for a while. It's a different term, and it's a term that's sort of evolved a lot, I think, over the last 10 years as well. Yeah, Definitely. I've definitely struggled with the term gay and just being labelled as that. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a thing for a while, and, like, I would always try and think of something else, like a different way of describing it, just because I felt like there was so much that came with that word and it was so heavy. It's, like, a lot of internal stuff. Even, I've never said this before, but... um, when we were making this podcast, I had a lot of issues with the name of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> it took me a Ooh. long time to get on board with it. I think that you've sort of been quite honest in the fact that you're newer to the gay community than the rest of us I are. feel like yes and no. Yeah. But it's just maybe not as exposed to it. Yeah, and I'm wondering Like, in some whether, ways, yes, in some ways, no. I'm wondering whether that's But that's I've just kind is. of been more reserved with it, I yeah. think. Yeah, you're not as enveloped as the rest yes. of us are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the case. But so, I yeah. wonder if perhaps, like, a lot of these people that are 
quite put off by the term gay and find it yeah. something that they find mm-hmm. offensive is because mm-hmm. they haven't had a lot of engagement with the Yeah, um, like I would just scared of people like stereotyping me or something. Like I feel weird about it. Like, I'm definitely getting better with it. And it's definitely from starting this podcast and everything, I am definitely noticing changes in myself and how I'm becoming more comfortable with things. Changes like I, I find myself just being more comfortably openly gay, where I, I guess I would still had like shame attached to it and just mm. telling people yeah. that I was part of a podcast called The Gays Are Revolting. I felt like that was a very like in your face name. And mm. I was, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with anyone that takes time to come to terms with the fact of being gay. Yeah. But anyone that's come to the terms with being gay and then has issues that they might be affiliated with other people in the gay mm. community and yeah, is I know it's offended a- by that, I think mm. is an asshole. But <laughs> yeah. you've developed out of that, so I'm glad that, yeah. that no, you are No, I know anymore. it's like a lot of like internalized Because you, and all we kind of stuff. owe so fucking much to people that yeah. got labelled incredibly awful things mm-hmm. yeah. for a long period of time. We're so lucky to be in a place that we are now where you can come out to your family and you're not getting kicked out of the family. Yeah. We're in such a wonderful age and we owe a lot of that to people that really struggled. And if you feel like you're oppressed by being yeah. affiliated with someone that's a bit camp, yeah. then you're an asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this issue and this topic really highlights sort of an obsession that our a community has mm. at the moment, which is something I've struggled with mm. as well, which is these set of labels that we have that we kind of get bestowed upon us when we first come mm. out, which is which part of the community yeah. are you going to fit into, mm. Definitely. which I think is kind of outdated. And I think queer becoming a more popular term within our community is a move away towards that it's something a little less strict like you were struggling with it's something Mm. a little less defined because at the end of the day we've been put into boxes of things we don't want to be for Mm -hmm. so long and then we come out and we enter the community and we're put into another one which is a bear or yeah. a, a rice queen or a sociopath yeah. like me. <laughs> um, and uh, I think the next step I, like, I'd love for our community to take is to start mm. moving away from these labels because the labels also allow things like androphiles mm. to happen because people come into the community and go, oh, no, that label doesn't suit me, and they mm. react yeah. against it so strongly because it's only human nature to be like, I'm not that and start yeah, to resent and hate yeah, it. Yeah, which is why the language we've used for a long time has evolved. But I feel like the connotations that these people are talking about about the term gay mm. is coming from the straight community and I think that they're taking on board what straight people consider to be gay and being like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be one of them. Like, yeah, I like having yeah, sex with men. That's it. I. I, there's nothing different about me and this person standing next to me who mm-hmm. we don't have identify differently gender-wise. We don't ad- yeah. identify differently sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, we're exactly the same. I just don't want to be thought of as being camp like these yeah. gay men, which I have a huge mm-hmm. problem with. I think that's been an issue in our community for a while, which is Definitely. internalized homophobia towards mm-hmm. the more feminine and camp members of our community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't really connect with the labels that we dole out. I even remember when queer was starting to gain a bit of traction in yeah. the community. I thought, oh, this is another another one. Mm. In the last couple of years, that's how I've started to identify. Me too. Yeah, because I've realized, oh, no, this is a way for me to be myself and not to be pigeonholed into an identity that I have to maintain. What elements of the term queer do you identify with more than gay? Honestly... The gay community is something that has been 
at odds with me for a very long time. It's a community that told me I was too Asian, mm. I was too weird, I was ugly and fat and so many things from the moment I came out. So, like, I had a real disconnect from that community for I'm so many years. I'm heartbroken that you said that as coming from the gay community. But the if we all start calling ourselves yeah. the queer community, what is that going to change anything? Well, See, no, to, to me, that's coming from the androphiles. It's not coming yeah. from the gay community. Well, this was before that term even existed. No, but, this, it, but this, this is from the fractions. It's yeah. from the. I'm sad that that's how you perceive the gay community. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's it's not how you're I right, perceive. In fact, if that's how you perceive it's it, it's not how I perceive the gay community. That was my introduction. I didn't feel a part of the gay community because when you yeah. see that when you first come out, you go, "This is not what I want to mm. be a part of." Mm. The queer community has been something that's popped up in the last few years that has been incredibly open-minded, extremely accepting, and I haven't experienced any of the kind of racism or body shaming that I've experienced outside of the queer community. Me too, absolutely. Coming into being a gay person was challenging because you sort of weren't that ideal picture of what a gay man was Mm -hmm. and so that when queer started coming forward there isn't just a one set image for it like being queer you can be gay lesbian bisexual like trans person non-binary a man a woman any shape or form and you are accepted regardless it is a beautiful beautiful community that i have never felt more accepted in my life than i ever have in the gay community which is different now though like i do feel more accepted in the gay community than i ever have in my life but when i was first coming into it i didn't feel that acceptance and in saying that like there are a lot of gay people that are sort of intersected into the queer community as well and i think that's where i've sort of found my place with the gay community is because yeah i've sort of really related to those people that also felt the same way that i did and didn't know where they fit into that sort of i guess label of gay so you can time. have more than one label like you can yeah absolutely oh, yeah totally. absolutely okay. like you don't just have to have yeah. one set thing if you feel comfortable in the queer community and in the gay community amazing right like and if you find people that are feeling the same way you are even fucking better it's exploring those different communities and finding where you feel that you fit but are you but are you saying that you understand where the androphiles are coming from because they don't identify as gay because to me the term gay means a cis man who enjoys having sex only enjoys having sorry enjoys lots of things in life (laughs) but sex wise only has sex with other cis men and I get that they might also identify as queer as well and that's fine but to me androphiles are people that are like I'm a guy that likes fucking guys but I don't want to be associated with no sissy drag queen Mm. slut bottom whore kind of thing yeah Um, they've literally said that they are repulsed by people who identify that way like the fact that they are so repulsed and like for really hardcore androphiles were saying that they find that anal sex is repugnant yeah and that they think that gay men are repugnant you're just a gay guy that doesn't like anal like that's fine you can be that you don't need to come up with your own term and tell us we're all shit exactly right and that's where that's my issue with it yeah like i'm very accepting of everything and i think we all are very accepting of every person who wants to identify their way they do but if it's affecting people in a negative way i don't want to be a part of it yeah like it's just it's not something that i'm and there's nothing if there's nothing different about you except for your personality then there's nothing different about you and i think that's an important thing that all human beings should probably learn that's it 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for me, I don't know anyone that identifies as an androphile. No. But I know these mask for mask yeah. Yeah. guys. They probably would if they knew there was a term for it, but they're too um, <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to move into a label-free kind of environment. Yeah, mm, sure. Yeah, just mm. get rid of, rid of these labels that actually yeah. divide us in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think the queer movement is a move towards mm. that because it's, it's open to pretty much mm. anybody. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I stumbled across an article that I found very interesting given my current, well, I mean, my, my, my circumstances, my whole life, <laughs> like, uh, my current circumstances, yeah, no, just For like my moment. general circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found an article on the internet saying that you are more likely to be gay if you have an older brother. This whole theory, it's called the fraternal birth effect. I found this very interesting because I actually have an older brother, but weirdly, he is actually also gay. <laughs> so maybe I'm super gay. Then. Maybe. It's a common thing. Yeah. Doubly it, gay. People, people do not realize how common it is. My yeah. brother's my best friend. And and we go out all the time. We drink. We like hang out all the time. I live with him. We moved to Melbourne mm. together from Brisbane. So whenever we're out drinking and everything, I'll we'll be talking to people. I'll be like, oh, this is my brother. And they'll be like, wait, what? They just can't believe that there will be two gay boys two in the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like just this unfathomable thing. Yeah. Well, but it's so common. I've come across so many people, so many sets of twins. Like, um, like yeah, yeah twins yeah, especially. Yeah. I thought <laughs> you were a twin. No, no. no he's, uh, he's my no. older brother by three years. Although he loves the fact that people think that I'm the older brother. Yeah. I think he it's because I can grow facial hair. Kyle's brother is completely beautiful and I saw photos of him the first night and Kyle brought him to meet me for the first time on Monday while I was in drag because Kyle's an asshole. <laughs> You're welcome. And now he's always going to think of me dressed up as an old lady. I think it's kind of hilarious because we tease my mum because we, we're actually technically half brothers. We have the same mum but different dads. Does so that mum's with the science yeah. because the science yeah, literally, said it's, it's, the it's only to do with the mum. So yeah. I jokingly call her the gay incubator yeah but, oh my so it's totally her fault that we're like this Do you have, it's interesting because mikey your partner's yeah boyf- so a brother is also well this hasn't been announced yet oh but, sorry no. <laughs> we don't need but, to talk about it for everyone out there i have a new partner yeah <laughs> um, i got to beautiful. meet him on monday he was really sweet yeah so him and his younger brother so are both gay it. oh no they're both gay they're both gay okay, but like yeah. so no, they have his boyfriend's straight, <laughs> straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they have two older sisters oh uh, yeah and okay. so i'm wondering like is that 
that coming into play as well. Right. Yeah. According like to the, the theory I read, it's yeah. only based on the man. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Because it generates it. But it's also obviously not 100%. I'm the oldest yeah. in my family and I'm the only yeah. gay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a higher percentage. I believe in Darwin's theory of evolution as if it was religion. Like mm-hmm. I, And I think everything down to thoughts that you have yeah. are probably somehow connected to Darwin's theory of evolution. And- I often think about, like, why does homosexuality occur in nature? And, and when I first heard about this theory, I was like, that makes sense. Because I've yeah. always thought mm-hmm. perhaps societies thrive. And when, and when we think about evolution, we have to think back to, like, Stone Age stuff. Mm. Of, uh, you know, once we start building houses, the theory of evolution sort of gets weaker. But for a society to thrive, there were babies that couldn't be raised because their parents yes. died or whatever. And I often think perhaps gay people were created so that they could raise the babies of the family members. And so in a society where there wasn't a big population, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be beneficial to have a gay person there. No. Does that make sense? Yes, So absolutely. if you had only yeah. one kid and they were gay, it wouldn't be very helpful. No. But if yeah. you had a society where it was thriving and people yeah. were having lots of kids, it would be beneficial for the younger ones mm-hmm. to not, reproduce but to take on the kids of the and that's what I find fascinating although I'm not a scientist did you see the TED talk about it (laughs) no I didn't there's a fantastic TED talk that I watch about it and it's just like being gay from an evolutionary point and it's so fascinating I'll post it on a wall because I just think it's so Mm. interesting I feel really fortunate so many people say to me oh you're poor parents (laughs) like Mm. having two gay boys but I I feel really fortunate my mum would have been thrilled yeah so I did a bit of research into my heritage because my mum is from New Zealand. She's Maori, yeah. and she hasn't really taught us a lot about the culture. So I just sort of delved into it a little bit, and then I looked into like gay history within our heritage. Yeah. And so before colonization happened in New Zealand, if there were to be anyone within the queer community, so like gay or someone who identified as trans, but they didn't have the words for those people mm. back then, they were considered as caregivers. Mm. So, like, it wasn't a weird thing to have gay people around. They're also quite celebrated, weren't they? But, yeah, they were very celebrated. So, like, one of those... It was quite an honour to have. Yeah, Yeah, it was very much an honour to have a child who was like that because they were the ones who were going to help everyone else look after the tribes and look after the children and look after the elderly. And, like, there's a reason why these people are being born because they don't want to sort of overpopulate. Yeah, yeah. And so when the tribes would get to a certain size, there would be more and more and more gay people being born and like that's what they've like written through their records and it was just like I like this yeah this I, I've, I dated a guy who was married for a while yeah. and always said oh do you love your Maori princess because that's <laughs> what his mum used to call him because of yeah. the stuff yeah wow. yeah it's fascinating if anyone doesn't know any more about um, <laughs> different cultures that celebrated the queer community yeah. post it in our group because I would like to read more yeah. and I feel stupid yeah. for not knowing more about it <laughs> well I also saw an article that said well firstly if scientists can figure out this I want to know genetically why I like getting spat on and <laughs> I think that's more psychological than a whole lot of things. Yeah, and why I constantly masturbate on public transport. Wow. <laughs> but if scientists can figure that out, then I'd be no impressed. No one can figure that out. There, there was another article I saw, and one of the psychs at work sent it to me, which was very similar to this, but it said mm. that younger brothers were more likely to be left-handed and Ooh. big old bottoms. Wow. Oh. So what hand do you write with, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I am right-handed <laughs> and not a big old bottom. That's, that's interesting, because like, I have an older brother, but he's left-handed. My younger brother is yeah. a left-handed. And he likes saying No, he doesn't like <laughs> <that at all. laughs> um, He's the most masked man I ever 
<laughs> I feel it's so cool having a gay big Mass brother because that was no, my man. whole entry point into the gay world. Like it yeah. was, I felt like it was a lot smoother transition I'm for so me. Jealous of in you. that yeah. way that he was like three years ahead of me, so he'd experience heaps. And then when I like went to a gay club or whatever for the first time, like it was just a lot easier mm-hmm. transition. Like I was just introduced to a whole lot of people. Yeah. Did he teach um, you how to douche? Wow, <laughs> we are what, not seriously? that close. <laughs> So we have boundaries, um, <laughs> but um, he's also kind of like my parent. He looks after me. He'll tell you that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he's sort of like a parent to you. And when I marry him, I might be one of well, you. <laughs> Thomas, I'm not going to call I'll you daddy. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I, I, it was so funny. I even dated this really cute Brazilian guy for a hot minute and there's three brothers and they were all gay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. One of my best friends is gay and he is the oldest. He's got two younger sisters. He came out first. Then yeah. the next oldest sister came out and he was like, oh, cool. Well, yep, cool. There's two of us now. Yeah. And then the youngest came out. He's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. this is my thing. Yeah. Mom and dad were really proud of oh, me. I was yeah. so happy. Yeah. And now we're all gay. So many yeah. people will ask me like, oh, so was it really easy for you to come out because your brother's gay. I'm like, um, fuck off. It was like yeah. 10 times harder because there's so yeah, much more we, pressure. Okay. Parents hold on. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It was so much more pressure to like carry on the family legacy. Like, I think that's a generational. So yeah. my young, one of my younger sisters came out during the whole yes vote as bisexual. Mm. And she said to me, she was just like, I found it so much easier because you're here. And I was just like, yeah. oh, that's Aww. really nice. Like, that's so lovely. But I think it's different because- she You have a lot of siblings. Like, it's I have a lot of siblings. Too. She identifies as <laughs> yeah, a woman. True. It's coming out as bisexual mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's not another gay man it's coming not, out. Yeah. Yes. There's not that pressure, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My older oh, brother yeah. made it easier for me to come out, but mainly because he steals cars and smokes, <laughs> smokes a lot of meth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so after- I mean, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but, you laugh. but after he did all of that, you were just like, like you're house. like, I have something to say. Yeah. And they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's exciting. It's uh, yeah. just Mikey and me now, yeah. but we are joined with our first special guest. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we're joined by uh, Jacob Thomas, human rights activist. Hello, Jacob. How Hi. are you? Very well, my friends. How are we're we? We're very excited okay. to have you here. Um, so I think we're up to our sixth episode, but yes. first, interviewee. first interviewee. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> we're virgins. Be gentle. <laughs> okay. No, Look, you know what? I'm not here to yuck on your yums. We're all just being <laughs> inclusive. That's great. It's what we're here for. <laughs> we are through to have you here yes. A because you're amazing B I don't know if you know but you can I'm stop fucking there. obsessed with the royal family yeah. I have a tattoo of the queen on my arm it's uh, <laughs> you know no secret <laughs> But you got to meet Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, and a the few queen. times. And, and the queen, queen and as the well. Queen. And the queen. But Meghan and Harry were, um, through your work with the Commonwealth Youth Gender and Equality Network. How were they? <laughs> yeah, what was that like, like, the first time you met them? Everyone seems to love this story, so I'm glad it's finally getting out to an Good. audience. Um, this is great, because it's going to save me having you to do that. You can just play this podcast when someone asks. I'm yeah. not even going to play it. I'm just going to send yeah. them the link just and just refer. be like, yeah, that, that's it. It's like when people ask me questions of just like, yeah. what about this? like really oh contextualized like complex topic i'm just like here's, here's a google yeah. <laughs> would you like a google there we go um yeah so i guess for context i was the program director for the 
Youth Forum for the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. Different country each year. That country is the chair of the Commonwealth for two years. I know it's really boring, but it's important. Yeah. Anyway, so am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Swear or you lie. Good. I just fuck told it. a story about oh, bleeding thank- out of my ball sack on someone, so you're fine. Uh, that's just a standard Saturday. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so it's like 53 prime ministers and presidents all get together. We're on London. It's super fun. It has like four forums before that. Uh, youth is a really, really big one. It's 500 attendees from oh, everywhere. Wow. Yeah, 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 it's humongous. Wow. Uh, so I got to work with a fabulous team to help put that together. And you're representing 1.2 billion people. Mm. Whoa. So one of the very exciting parts of that yeah. was Megan and Harry. Yeah. Yes. Or as I like to say, Megan and her husband. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Facts are facts. It's yeah. what it is. Brown cow stunning. So yeah. basically, like I had the opportunity to meet Megan at the time and Prince Harry, not quite Duke and Duchess. Mm-hmm. Pre-wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Pre-wedding Megan. There we go. Yes. This wasn't that long after they'd announced that they were even together, was it? Yeah, it was like a few weeks. Yeah, yeah okay. a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, getting to the point. Um, so I had the opportunity to meet both of them with um, some phenomenal activists from around the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, my friend Jonah from Kenya, my friend Malou. Lucy from Kingdom Iswatini, previously called Swaziland, but yeah. back to its indigenous name because, you know, fuck colonisation. Yeah, Am I right, ladies? Yeah. Yes. Am I right? But speaking yeah, of right. colonisation, how was Harry so, and Megan? Go. <laughs> I'm going to set this fucking up, all right? Do you mind? <laughs> anyway, so I was like, cool, you're the white Aussie, go last. That's yeah. what you need to do. For context, outfit, black pork pie hat, silver leopard print jacket, Love it. red vegan leather alligator heels, yes. skinny uh, black jeans. Same thing that Prince Edward would probably be wearing on a Saturday night. Anyway, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd be wet for it. Yeah. So there we go. So they come through. Megan comes through first and you don't have to do any protocol. You just shake her hand and that was great. Anyway, and she just gives me an up down. And she just goes, lovely to meet you. Yes. Oh, to the side. Of course, yeah. Has Dogger, as I like to call him. He doesn't know that, but the thing we have, <laughs> uh, comes through and uh, shakes, you know, you bow at the neck, mm. pop, mm, fucking whatever. I'd like to point out we have all of the media behind us. Like yes. all of the world's media is standing behind us. Yeah. And shake the hand. And he just goes, oh. Love the jacket. Yeah. Love what it. you're meant to say is, thank you, sir. Yeah. What I fucking said was, <laughs> babes, you can borrow it if you want to. You just let me know. <laughs> you just give me a ring room and I'll just hand it over, which he has loved. So oh, there we go. So yeah. Good. Anyway, chatting, He probably chatting. owns all the jackets in the Commonwealth. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> to which his response was, don't worry about it, mate. I've got three of the same at home. <laughs> oh. I know. When you're stealing that much land that oh, doesn't belong man. to you, well, why I mean, not? Yeah. There we go. Love that. Quiche content. Call it Lorraine. <laughs> Anyway, so then chatting, 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 Malusi's just like, uh, he ran Kingdom of Swatini's first ever Pride March this year. Yeah. Like, that's wow. huge. Like, that's by order of the king, like, support by police. Like, is that amazing. is yeah. humongous. Wow. Anyway, what I've decided to do, like a piece of shit, is <laughs> jump on the end of that and ask Harry and Megan. I was just like, you two going to go? Going to fly on down? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Megan doesn't know how to respond. Yeah. Uh, she's wearing a shoulderless dress, so she's already yeah. in trouble. Um, <laughs> Harry just sort of goes, yeah, I'll go if you go. I was like, babes, I'll go yeah. if you go. You just let me I'll know. Got to call each other in the morning, though. Can't wear the same jacket now, can we? And he's just like, don't worry about it, babe. Got one in green. Love it. <laughs> and just storms off. And that's amazing. it. Yeah. So that is the initial catch up. Yes. It's um, amazing that there is a forum in the Commonwealth for this, because there's a lot of countries yeah. in the Commonwealth that aren't very accepting of gender diverse people. Well, 36 um, out you- of 53 criminalized. Yeah. So do you wow. do you get people from those countries as well as the ones where it's not? Yeah. That must be hard for them to attend these sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, we have a Commonwealth. 
network now, which is called the Commonwealth Equality Network, or okay. TSEN for short. Not to go into it too much, but like to be an actual network, you need to be accredited, which means mm. all 53 countries have to agree that you should be a formalized network. It's like right. a blue tick. Okay. TSEN are accredited. Wow. Like, that's the thing. Okay. And so, this wow. year at Chogham, across the board, across all four forums, we had the largest LGBTQA plus contingent wow. in history, wow. which is phenomenal. Um, so, Harry and Megan, just one more question. Go back them, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did call me old friend. Old friend? When old I saw her, friend. like, oh. four weeks ago, she walked up. And so, we're at Marlborough House this time. I've got, like, I'm sure yeah. people have seen the photo. Who mm. knows? That's a fun, where I'm yes. basically wearing the trans pride flag. Yes. You're all welcome. Yeah. Yeah. That. that was beautiful. So I'm standing in the crowd. Harry's got his like stink face on because he's about to do a talk. And he lives with anxiety, which okay. I think is a very, very important mm-hmm. thing to point out. Yeah. Um, he loves it. Anyway, and so he's stink facing, he's looking through the crowd and he sees me just standing out and his eyes just <laughs> widen and his hands go up and he's like, Hi. Oh, <laughs> he turns so around, brings Megan Ford, he points to me, and he just goes, There's Jacob. And oh. she's like, Oh my god, hi. Anyway, and they split the ways that they're going around because there's like a few of us at different tables. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the was table. Was he wearing for- the jacket? No, he wasn't. <laughs> uh, which uh, we're working on that. It's fun. Just, uh, you know, law reform and fashion. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. Absolutely. Fixed it. Love All that. Same time. Hand in hand. Anyway, so Megan comes over and she walks up and she's just like, Hello, old friend. How oh, are so you? Lovely. How have you been? I should have said, Hello, your royal highness. Yeah. Instead, I called her my fave gal pal. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what you do. I feel like of all the royals, they're the least, the two that yeah, are least, least likely formal. to care about. Look, that. they're yeah. six in line for the throne, unless it's like some sort of King Ralph fiasco. Like, it's not going to happen, and that's okay. And yeah, I Yeah, but wish I feel that. like the ones that are closer to the throne actually care less. It's the ones that are like 23rd in line to the throne that are like. Oh, it's Eugenie and Beatrice it's, who yeah. are just so like. We're just like regular gals. You know, it's just like. We're regular girls. Strong blood, but like. Like, we flip burgers like everyone else. Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. No. Sit down. No. Stop None of that. Me. Cancel. <laughs> exactly. Don't lie to me like this. No. <laughs> so with LGBT rights within sort of the royal family, Meghan and Harry have vowed to sort of champion that. Like, how do you feel that they're going about it and, like, what they're doing? Look, it's a really great question. I mean, like, the royal family is meant to be impartial yeah. um, within the Commonwealth. Mm. They Like, the Queen is, you know, the head, but she's not allowed to, like, do mm. anything about it. She does things about yeah. it. She does, does things. She does. Does. She does. I'm so glad you're on board with this because I lectured my gay friends at 5am at fucking Poofdoof being like, you know the Queen loves gays. Yeah, I live in yeah, Korean. Yeah. I saw you on Grindr. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, it's fun. They kind of have to be a bit covert about it, yeah. you know? It's just like they're so not allowed they. to, like, have any meetings about it necessarily. But I think it's like people pay attention to mm. the royal family. Love them yeah. or hate them. I mean, like, you've got to have friends in high places. Mm. That's you it. just have to. And it's a hard thing for me to try and work out as an advocate as well because mm. I've got to be anti-colonisation mm-hmm. and... Mm. have to like work with people you just don't like sometimes you know yeah. or just like w- trying to balance the needs of your communities mm. i'll give you an example me being in the trans pride flag in that jacket yeah. high fam got the nails out everything mm. for that to be on the kensington royal instagram like that's an important that's step thing, like you know yeah. you have to that's, be subtle about huge, it yeah. absolutely and like knowing that there was no backlash from me being interviewed and my fellow advocates being yeah. interviewed by like we got into vogue like into more like my name was a top 10 Google search um, the day after the first time I met them um, because we got it into every damn paper. It's about being able to say, look, you know, we've kind of got the tick. Make it work now. Done. 
Use it. Use it to the best of your availability. Do you think a lot of it comes from Princess Diana? Um, I mean, I think a lot of Harry's compassion and kindness comes from navigating trauma like, yeah. through yeah. his life, to be quite honest. People loved Princess Di. Mm. That, you know, she was the people's princess. Yeah. I think there was you know, a lot of expectation on Harry and Will to bring that forward and bring mm. that, you know, that, that generosity, that kindness, um, that compassion forward. That's taken years for them to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's come out in some very weird ways, like, you know, wearing a certain uniform to a certain party. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that just proves he's a bit cheeky. Yeah, but yeah. it's just... <laughs> but look, I do think that there is, with expectation, kind of comes an opportunity to build your principles and your values on what is kind of expected of you. Mm. I think we yeah. all feel that in this community, in these communities as well, that you have something to prove of yourself. Mm. So I think there is absolutely influence in that, but how that's manifested, who can say? But you think they genuinely want to do the right thing by the LGBT community? I mean, like, you know, Harry was just so like, mm, yep, really important. Yep, absolutely needs yeah. to happen. Cool, cool, cool. And Megan was just so like, I just don't get why it's an issue. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. like, love is love and, like, you're not hurting it. anyone. So, whatever, which she could say before she had to be impartial mm. because yeah. she was part of the royal family. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's going to happen. It's going to mm. happen very, very slowly. It's a hard space. And I think we need to sort of get outside of our bubble a lot of the time and actually see the reality of the world. And one more royal question because I, I am obsessed with her yes, and I do love are. her. And, and <laughs> similar reasons uh, to what we've been talking about um, Harry and Meghan you also met the Queen as you mentioned yes. uh, as part of the Queen's Young Leaders in 2016 incredible uh, did you get to talk to her much what was she like how did it go quick thing I didn't care for like the first like 10 days <laughs> oh. I was like that's the fucking Queen who gives a shit fuck yeah. it whatever free trip to London lol 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 yeah. it wasn't until I was about to get called out and I was like ah, it's just Prince Harry David Beckham Jimmy Choo yeah. just all these important it's people whatever. don't care whatever and they'd all kind of hit and sunk in and I was like oh fuck me and they were like <laughs> Jacob Thomas from Australia. And I was like, oh, fuck. And smacked the Scottish guard in the chest. Oh, <laughs> he was fine. Also, your uh, British accent's amazing. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I can, I can do wanker. Um, anyway, so I walked out and I was like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. So if anyone ever saw the video footage, I just look terrified <laughs> and angry. Yeah. Spun around, wore shoes that had no grip, nearly fell over, all that. And she, you know, extends the hand. You shake the hand. You get mm-hmm. the medal. And she was like, so who are you and what do you do? And it went in one ear and out the other. So the first word I ever said to the Queen was fucking. Oh no. <laughs> Followed. Oh. I mean, she's married to Prince Philip. I'm sure she's heard it before. Yeah. But she yeah. got a racist on the knee. It's yeah. fine. Don't worry. Followed by what? And then she, I was like, yeah, nah, I'll do. Um, yeah, I'm from Shepparton. I would like to point that out. I'm, <laughs> when I get nervous, I get very country. Yeah. I was like, yeah, nah, I do like the LGBTs and human rights and shit. Eh? Yeah, it's good and oh stuff. Yeah. And she was like, ooh. Very exciting, isn't it? (laughs) Very proud to welcome you in tonight. Ah, so good. So there are other sassy things, but like, you know, that's for neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. So like back on home ground here in Australia, once the yes vote came through, that was all amazing. But like now that we've come on to the other side, what do you think that we should also be campaigning for now since that has come through? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, my personal politics aside, which uh, marriage is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's necessary for like a lot of reasons. I hated that it happened. 
the way the, that, the, the way that it happened, yeah, yeah. As, as, and particularly yeah. as like a member of the trans and gender diverse community, like that That's fucking it. sucked for us. Like we got oh. thrown under the bus and never got picked back up. Yeah. So I like that really imagine. really sucks. Yeah. So there's still like a lot of grief from both sides with mm-hmm. that. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like there's a big campaign going on at the moment in reaction to those marriage laws mm-hmm. changing um, and amending regarding birth certificates, regarding you know no fault divorce, which has to come down to states and territories, and a lot yeah. of work's being done on that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Conversion therapy is a really oh. Hot yeah, topic, huge, yeah. which I'm really glad that's finally getting addressed. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, Intersex Human Rights Australia have a very large list of things that need working on for the intersex community. Mm. Um, the World Health Organization recently took tr- being trans off the mental disorders list, mm. oh. put it on the sexual disorders list, oh, okay. which what? I don't think a lot of people are aware of what? either. Yeah, we got reclassified, we didn't get removed. Mm. Oh my god. Um, but you know, the intersex communities around the world also bashed behind that. I'm not mm. going to try and speak on someone's behalf here but this is just bullshit of like we talk about oh we're all free and equal now it's like no 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 at all like Mm. fuck your marriage equality to a point like don't just say it's done yeah and it's really hard because you don't want to go on the attack with each other because it's what they want want to turn the community against each other absolutely absolutely we're not free until we're all free. Yeah. And I've had activists and members of community turn around to me and say, well, you can stop now, can't you? Mm. No, you can't. No. That's fucked. Do you think there's a silver lining in that a lot of people in the LGBTI community, possibly even more so in the lesbian and gay community, weren't involved in politics so much before mm. the marriage equality debate, got involved because that was something that they could see as a major issue and are now learning that there is more because they got involved during in what was a fucked up plebiscite. <laughs> I think, I mean, you know, people want to say, oh, you know, I'm not political or like politics is not my thing. And it's like, mate, I'm sorry to break this to you, but you're part of a minority community. Yeah, you political you're politicized life. whether you like it or yeah. not. So you might as exactly. well engage in it if you have the energy to do so and the resource, exactly. which is why so many of us are advocates because we recognize so many people can't. It's a fucking hard job. Like, yeah. I don't get paid for any of this. No, that's I would like it. to make yeah. that really, really clear. Like, none of us really do. I think some people got involved and have stayed involved and they're having to learn of their own community real mm. quick mm. and others have bailed. They're just like, I got what yeah. I want. Like, this is I came to the party, now. I ate the cheese, yeah, I stole the wine and I fucked off. Mm, totally. And that really sucks mm. a lot of the time as well because it's not just about being anyone else in the Australian context. Like, mm. I know we're talking, like, domestically, but internationally like Mm. have we forgotten about russia have we forgotten about you know like anyone else like in the pacific islands like what about you know our neighbors like what are we actually doing with that and we're really just laying people down and i don't want to like shame people into getting involved in this but i really urge people to understand your global community yeah you have to set the standard you want to see and it's all well and good to you know tell allies of community to you know get involved wear a rainbow lanyard Mm. whatever you want but we should be our own accomplices yeah first and foremost and um, we were talking earlier in the episode about labels and yeah. that sort of thing now jacob you neither identify as male or female and you came out as genderqueer in 2014 um you also did that amazing ted talk uh about trying to look beyond being male or female which, which i watched last you know, we were talking about earlier and amazing. did you like it, it? it was incredible it was very informative and i really Fuck really you, liked it because so like smart and shit. i have a general <laughs> understanding of what non-binary is and what queer is and i myself identify as a like a queer man but the way you put it it's 
sunk into my brain and I was just like, yes, okay. It's nice to hear someone put it in like a really eloquent way mm. that everybody can understand. Which you have, you have a very succinct way of putting things in a language that a lot of people can understand, which yeah. is quite amazing. So good on you for doing that. Yeah. And I think that that does a lot more for our community than anyone lecturing people or anything like that. Like mm. if you can have an actual conversation with people, I think it's really important. So with that in mind, can you tell us about your relationship with labels like trans, not binary and genderqueer? Do you identify as all three or like how do you, how do you look at those sorts of labels? Mm. Yeah. Um, firstly, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Love that. I mean, like, your We're community needs fans. to be accessible as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I kind of fall back on what quite a few of my mates have said is that, you know, gender's a galaxy. Mm. Oh, you that's can't... a good way of putting it. Isn't like it wholesome? It's not a spectrum, it's a galaxy. It's I a like galaxy. It. Yeah. I think for me, I have a really privileged perspective on how I can look at gender a lot of the time because I know, you know, people in the laity community, I know brother boys and I know sister girls, I know people who have cultural entanglement with their gender that's yeah. not like they, like, and I think gender has to be decolonized a lot of the time as well. Mm. And for me, I'm just so like, eh, non-binary because fuck your binaries, right? Mm. And that's just kind of like easy because it's like got a lot of like visibility and stuff at the moment. Totally. But trans, I will use to actually find my space okay. in that acronym mm-hmm. as well because um, I refuse to be invisibilized mm-hmm. because I'm not palatable. Mm-hmm. So I will make my own space. Yeah. But for me, like, genderqueer is just, like, that much more fun, radical fuckery a lot of the time where I'm just so, like, you can get fucked. (laughs) Just suck it the fuck up. And, nah, we're queering all of this shit and you can just deal with that. Because a lot of the grief I get from people, I got told the other day that I'm not trans, apparently, um, by a cishet. And I was just like, "Mm, you can hop in the bin. And I took took two days of stress leave because that destabilised me because that's super fun. But there was just so, like, everyone should be able to, like, critique gender all the time right like we're all kind of experiencing a different kind of oppression in our own ways and it's just like not hard to just not be shit about it that's it and my yeah. big thing when everyone's just like, pronouns are just so hard to remember, just so hard. I'm like, one, no. watch my TED talk if you fucking yeah. wish. Yeah. But secondly, love the plug. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole nother chat. Yeah. But, you know, but being able to also just be sort of like, cool, pronouns aren't the fucking end no. of any of this. Like, if we really want to take a deficit narrative on this, let's talk about suicide rates. Let's talk about yes. medicalizing. Let's talk yeah. about, you know, domestic violence. Let's talk about all these sorts of things. But I refuse to do that because that doesn't make me good like that no. doesn't I, all you do is feel sad for me so I'm just like you know what look I don't care if I like am mask passing like I acknowledge yeah. that like relative privilege that gets assigned to me that's not owned by me yeah. but also it's just like cool like can we not be femphobic pieces of shit can we not be like Absolutely. you know like butch priv and can we not just sort of like just think that people only have value in how they present themselves like yeah. I think that, like that's a larger problem mm-hmm. like get your fems out get your fatties out get yes. everything out there because it's fucking great Absolutely. like community should be super fucking supportive yeah and like any of that bullshit where it's just like oh you're not this enough or that enough mm-hmm. it's just like bitch you're enough yeah, yeah. the cishets already fucking hate us enough exactly. and they're just like oh you shit it's just so sort of yeah. like cool can we fucking back each other and yeah. just like celebrate the beauty that is here. I love that. And that's where gender queer is yeah. really important for me. It's like you should queer it. Yeah. You should always be able to queer gender. And that's exactly what I love about the queer community. Right. Like, it is everyone. Like yeah. everyone supports themselves, like mm-hmm. and each other. And it's just like, fuck you guys. I've had enough of this. Like, no, I'm gonna love myself and I'm gonna love all my friends mm-hmm. and we're gonna have a fucking great time. So mm-hmm. suck it. Like yeah. yeah. I refuse to be scared anymore. Yeah. I'm fucking done. Oh, I so feel so good. warm after this chat. It's gorgeous. <laughs> You're welcome. It's 150 an hour. Oh. <laughs>
um, speak to our producer. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for coming in today, Thank you Dago. so much. Yeah. Well, you've been so gentle with us for our first interview. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's been so lovely meeting you, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Inspiration. Absolutely. Thanks, friends. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Illy. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening, everyone. This has been a fun episode. It's yeah, nice to have the whole really gang cool. back together. <laughs> Mike is back. I'm so happy to yeah, be back. Yeah, Mike is back. <laughs> Things are back to normal. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review everybody. Yeah, and write us heaps of fan mail. I love it. It's like yeah. the best part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all on Twitter now as well. Yeah, yes, just every single one of us. Yeah. I yeah. just joined Twitter and it's really confusing, yeah. but I'm not the Spanish Kyle anymore. And it's I, the no. real Kyle. It's real the real Kyle. me. That's yeah. good. And don't forget, guys, if you like want to and you want to hear some of the stuff we're talking about, join our group as well on Facebook. Yeah, just, the gays are revolting. And before we go, I actually just wanted to share, because we literally got this message oh, yeah. while we were oh, wow. recording. Oh, is it um, my grinder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says, meet me in five minutes. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> it's from Henry's Creek on Instagram, who just mentioned us and said, dear gays are revolting. Thank you for existing. Thank you for being for intelligent and freewheeling people who were just genuine and hilarious and extremely engaging Aww. to listen Aww. to. So nice. All of you remind me of talking to my own friends who I don't catch up with often because of work commitments and the irreverence between the four of you mixed with the personal way you talk about topical issues (laughs) really reminds me of the conversations I have with my friends who I miss dearly. I can't get enough of your podcasts and I hope there are many more episodes to come. That's so nice. No one's ever said something so nice about me. I feel like you should have been reading that behind like a screen, like with like a like a silhouette cast, like an Oprah. Some soft piano music. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like that, I need it for my ego. Go follow him at Henry's underscore because he's beautiful. Slide into his DMs. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much. Until next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 